Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we are answering your listener questions. Right, Joel, we've got a listener question Monday lined up for folks. We're going to take a few questions about robo-advisors, specifically Elevest, which is an investing platform geared towards the ladies. Uh, but we're going to talk about saving money uh, for a baby. And we're also going to take a question about infinite banking and paying down your mortgage very quickly. We're going to get to those, plus a couple others today. Uh, but first, man, you wanted to talk about some... Did you get another fake scam phone call? Man, I keep getting these things. You're... I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's funny. I actually randomly the other day answered a number that I didn't know. And it was my Why? neighbor. Oh. <laughs> it was my neighbor. I was like, I, like, I, I think I... I, I was I had like a condescending tone when I got when I picked up the phone. I was like, "Hello!" I can't believe you. It's like, uh, "Hey, Joel, it's your neighbor." I was like, uh, "Oh, <laughs> hey, hey!" I was getting ready to be like, "Don't call me anymore." You're uh, like, "What is it? 2010?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. So now we have number each other's numbers, and now I can answer happily from here on out. But no, this this uh, phone call that I wanted to quickly talk about was one from someone saying that I had. 
thousands of dollars in unclaimed property. And of course, they wanted a fee to help me find this unclaimed property. They specifically said I had $13,000 out there in my name. And I was like, all right, uh, cool. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm going to go check this out on my own. And, and Matt, this is something we've talked about before, and it gets mentioned in the Facebook group from time to time, but but we haven't talked about it on the show in quite a while. And so the, the easiest thing for people in 39 states to do is go to the website missingmoney.com. And even actually if you go there and your state isn't a part of the Missing Money website, it will uh, provide you the link to click through to your state's website. So Georgia, the state we're in, they don't participate in missing money. So you got to go directly to the state's website. I did that. I put in my name. I did did the search. No missing money in my name. So this must have been some sort of scam attempt. And I just wanted to let other people know that, yeah, if anyone calls you and they're like, you've got this missing money, you got to pay us to find it. Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> don't fall for it. You can easily go look to see if there's any money in your name, uh, any unclaimed property that's sitting around um, and you can claim it yourself. You don't need the help of anybody else. Yeah, you can do it yourself. I will say there are companies out there who are called like finders uh, or searchers or something like that. But there are legitimate companies out there who may have found money for you, but they're trying to get you to sign a contract. Because if you do that, then they're entitled a, a percentage of what they find. And so they get a finder's fee or something like that. Sometimes it's, it's capped at 10%. But other times, if they're just trying to get money from you up front, oftentimes they're just going to bolt. Especially if you're someone who knows that you don't have money out there because you have searched those different websites. Uh, yeah, you're definitely going to know that it's a scam in that instance. But again, you don't have to participate at all because you can DIY it. And like Joel said, missingmoney.com, unclaimed.org is another site that you can go to. Uh, and both of these sites will point you in the right direction if they don't have the databases themselves. That's right. So yeah, just a big heads up for everybody out there. In case you get a call like this and you pick up, which why did I do it? Like I I I'm, I don't ever pick up calls when I don't know the number, except for on a random occasion. Evidently, that's not true. Maybe all right. Maybe it's five percent <laughs> of the time. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking for in that experience. But <laughs> I, th I think we all know, Joel, which is you just want to talk to somebody. I don't want to talk to somebody. <laughs> I do like talking to people. When Emily doesn't want to talk to you and your kids are off doing something I else. I talk to strangers. Like, somebody's calling me? Oh, I want to talk to them. <laughs> Whereas I do not ever have that inclination. I don't yeah. have that desire. <laughs> I'll talk with you. I'll talk with my family. But I don't want to talk with random strangers. I understand. Yeah. All right. Well, we're all different. <laughs> but Beer uh, time. Yeah, beer time. So the, the beer we're drinking on today's show, this one's called Lovebirds 4. It's... Uh, from Birds Fly South out of South Carolina. This one is a, uh, their cuvee with raspberry. And I, I believe cuvee, it sounds really fancy. Ooh la la. I believe it just means like the best of the best. And so this is like an anniversary beer that they released for their fourth anniversary. And yeah, picked this up at the local bottle shop. Looking forward to having this one with you, man. But enough about the beer. We'll get to more on that later. Now it's time to get to listener questions. And for anyone out there who says, I've got a personal finance question. Well, Matt and I would love to answer that for you. If you're up for submitting it, just go to our website, howtomoney.com slash ask. There are simple instructions for you to record a voice memo and send it our way so that we can hopefully feature it on an upcoming episode. But Matt, let's get to the, the first question of the day. And this one's about target date funds. Hey, Matt and Joel. This is Ashish from Atlanta. I'll try to keep it short. First of all, kudos to both of you for running such a great show. I really listened to all the episodes. My question was, um, I have Roth IRA, which I ma uh, maximize. I maximize my 401k at work and uh, also have an investment account. I'm not a savvy investor in terms of picking stocks. And so I like the target retirement fund. In fact, I have Vanguard with my um, Roth IRA. 
I was wondering um, if it's okay to use target retirement funds in an investment account, which is not technically a retirement account. Um, I don't hear anyone talking about that or you guys mentioning that. Just was wondering if that's okay. Uh, first, if it is allowed uh, to use an, a target retirement fund in an investment account and if it is okay from your standpoint. Thank you so much. Hey, Ashish. Uh, glad to hear from a listener here in Atlanta. And you are crushing it with the amount of money that you are investing. So for everyone else out there, if uh, Ashish is maxing out uh, a 401k and a Roth IRA, that's a total of $25,500 that he's socking away every single year. And that's just thinking amazing. <laughs> and also, Ashish, you mentioned not being a savvy investor. A lot of these so-called uh, savvy investors aren't actually as great as they appear on Twitter, right? Everyone likes to brag when uh, maybe like one out of 10 of their stock picks does better than the S&P, but they're not talking about the other nine that are way underperforming the market. And so that's definitely something to keep in mind. Savvy and complex and complicated doesn't always necessarily mean better. And oftentimes when it comes to investing, it means worse. Yeah. And the people that tout themselves as like these just investing gurus, yeah, they, they don't show you all their investments <laughs> and it's hard to tell whether or not they're, they're actually you know crushing it or whether they've got a lot lurking in the background that they're ashamed of right true man yeah and real quick too i wanted to i crunched the numbers on so he's socking away twenty five thousand to five hundred dollars every year if, assuming he continues to do that and he doesn't increase that amount as he gets older if he does that and he earns just a seven percent rate of return he's going to be a millionaire in under 20 years wow isn't that crazy that's pretty impressive like, man one million dollars ashish you're crushing it <laughs> that's yeah that's huge man and and yeah that, that is really matt half the battle when it comes to investing is socking more money away it's just doing it I think sometimes people <laughs> want to pick the right fund. They want to follow the savvy investor, right. and they want to get uh, outperform the the rest of the market. And that can be a fool's errand. That can cost you a lot of heartache, and that can actually lead to lower returns in many cases. And so, yeah, the the biggest thing that you can get right that you have in your ultimate control is to be able to put more money towards your retirement accounts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it makes me think of like exercising. I think a lot of times people get hung up on the details. They're like, oh, well, what plan should I subscribe right. to? Or oh, I need the right gear. Like maybe I should like what kind of shoes should I be? Am I an overpronator or an underpronator when it comes to my stride? Like all these specific things when it comes to exercise and running. How many Peloton machines do I need in my house? <laughs> As opposed to just like getting out there and going for a walk or getting right. out there and going for a run. We can overcomplicate things when instead we just need to move our bodies. The same thing is true when it comes to retirement. I think we just need to start saving and actually investing our money. It doesn't need to be all that more complicated than that. And, and yeah, and what Ashish is trying to do, which what I love is he's you know investing a lot, but he's also keeping it uncomplicated with target date funds and yes. target date funds are are excellent and as she stands to your question yeah you you can invest in a target date fund within a brokerage account wherever you have your funds um, you could even do it you know uh, with an app like Robinhood or m1 finance as well as keeping it simple and opening that you know brokerage account where you have your retirement funds too there's nothing preventing you from having all your money in that one fund that's going to gradually get more conservative as you near your retirement date and some folks might wonder if, if having all your money in one fund across all those accounts means that you're not diversified enough? Well, the answer is no. And, and owning just one fund isn't a great strategy when we're talking about most funds out there. You might be sector specific. If you're all in on just an airline ETF, <laughs> like all you're invested in is the airlines, you're not diversified enough. But when it comes to target date funds, those are highly diversified in their holdings. Uh, and so owning just that one fund allows you to be incredibly well diversified while keeping it super chill on your end. So yeah, Matt and I 
are big fans of target date funds and they are definitely the easy button uh, if you are looking to sock away lots of money and get rich over the long haul target date funds are just an easy choice so you really don't have to sweat it yeah, so they're definitely legal. They're allowed, and and yeah, we approve of them as well. Ashish, we think that uh, target date funds are fantastic. The uh, the Vanguard target date funds, Fidelity, State Street as well. They are all excellent options for you. And the real reason to choose a target date fund over anything else truly is because of the simplicity and convenience that they offer. The set it and forget it approach is incredibly appealing to a lot of folks, uh, and that's understandable. You know, we we love keeping it simple here. Uh, and since again, the number one obstacle to investing for most folks is the perceived level of complexity, target date funds are the perfect choice for a lot of folks out there. They're basically like the crock pot of investing. Like it's the easiest way to make dinner, right? In a crock pot. That's I guess that's true. I mean instant pots still <laughs> require like a little more hands-on approach. Like you you know, it's it's cooking everything quicker. It's like definitely truncating the timetable. But the crock pot, you literally throw everything in, in the morning and you, you literally consume it for dinner then. <laughs> like you can eat it directly out of the crock pot. And that's basically what the, the target date fund does for you know your investable assets. They're also the perfect choice, I would say, for listeners out there who uh, might be tempted to jump in and out of single stocks that are in the news, trying to time the market, trying to get involved in things that, like we said, are going to outperform the market. If you're trading based on the headlines that you've read, you're, you're probably not making great investing decisions, or you might be setting yourself up uh, to lose quite a bit of the money that you've invested, whereas investing in a target date fund, there's no guarantee of how it's going to perform in the next one or two years. But we know over the next 20 years how target date funds are going to perform. And because of the extreme amount of diversification that target date funds have inside of their holdings, like you know US stocks, foreign stocks, we're talking bonds. I mean, really, target date funds are just incredibly well diversified. So, you know, you might not see just the exponential growth that you're seeing in some of the meme stocks out there, uh, but those are short lived. And a target date fund is one of the best ways to build wealth in the stock market over the long haul. Yeah, certainly the least risky way to grow that wealth. Uh, all right, we've got a couple more questions that we're going to get to after the break, including saving, uh, maybe even investing for a baby, as well as a question about aggressively paying down your mortgage. We'll get to both of those right after the break. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality, plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances so if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest they are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. 
Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Joel, so we were just recounting our trip to Scotland. This is the trip that we took this time last year, actually, with some of our friends over the weekend. And one of the highlights from Edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're (laughs) You're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we're back. We've got a question from an overseas listener who is trying to figure out where to stash funds for his new baby. Hi, Matt and Joel. This is Marijn from the Netherlands. I promise biking land. Me and my American wife are expecting our first baby. Uh, she's actually... Week 40 plus, so any day now. We are living in the Netherlands, but I know that my in-laws would love to spoil our baby. We probably will receive a check here and there. And even though my opinion about checks is that they're as modern as an Atari game console, um, I know that the U.S. is pretty keen on them still. Um, I would like to open a bank account for our daughter with a bank with a great mobile app so we can easily deposit checks um, when they come in and check her finances with our phones. What is your advice? What is a good bank to choose or a credit union so we can uh, can open an account for her even though we don't have an address in the United States and um, we're pretty spoiled if it comes to banking apps here in, in Europe. Curious what you will say. 
Hey, Moraine, good to hear from you. And man, the Netherlands, definitely the biking promised land. Is that what he said? (laughs) It it totally is. (laughs) Although I've never been there, I definitely am looking forward to traveling there at some point. I I went once and I loved it, right? Yeah, I loved it. But I was also just mesmerized when I left the train station. There's like a parking garage for bikes <laughs> was it the kind that has like the automated biking uh i've seen ones where there's like little elevators like they i don't know you put them on there and they like go underground and uh, I, 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 think I don't somebody remember. takes them somewhere i don't remember i mean, might have just been one floor but i just remember seeing like thousands of bikes really? like in one oh place i'm gosh. like how do you even find yours you know <laughs> but it was impressive you gotta remember exactly where you changed it yeah well and also too congrats uh, to your, your new baby that you and your wife have surely had by now <laughs> by the time you're listening to this uh question being answered and you know you mentioned as well you mentioned checks they are definitely old school but i will say americans uh, are definitely using fewer checks uh every year the the federal reserve bank of atlanta actually did some research and they found that consumers here in the u.s use checks for just seven percent of transactions uh, which is less than previous years, but it's actually still a lot more than I would have expected. And this study was from 2017, 2018, but I bet more folks have definitely gone digital in the last few years. My guess is that checks are done for, you know, sometime in the next five to 10 years. Like they're going to trickle trickle out. We literally don't use checks at all anymore. Yeah. yeah and you know, we, we get free checks from our bank, but it's one of those things. It sits there in the drawer, they right? sit there. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I oh. really don't know the last time I wrote one. Yeah. Cash app Venmo has completely replaced the need to be able to like write checks to even contact contractors yeah. uh, working on their houses. But unfortunately, those apps don't work internationally. True. Yeah. So let's talk about depositing checks. And, and you know, we can't speak necessarily, Marine, to, to the best bank to hold deposits for a child over in the Netherlands specifically, right? Like we're, we're pretty familiar with kind of the best banks over here in the United States. But internationally, I mean, that's a that's a lot of ground to cover, and so we're not quite sure. But but it sounds like you do have some good good banks that offer great apps that make it easy to deposit checks, which is which is awesome. So we would yeah suggest that for sure. You you definitely want to prioritize a bank that has a slick mobile app with mobile deposit, um, and also too you want to make sure that your bank accepts and deposits U.S. checks. Uh, you know, one way around this, you mentioned that your wife is an American. Well, if she can maintain her U.S. checking account by changing the mailing address to her parents' address, then that can make it much easier and potentially even free for them to be able to get money uh, into your account. That's right. And so, Marin, let's talk about what to do with that money, because unfortunately, it's not quick and easy. You know, if you're looking for a workaround uh, to avoid some of those costs and some of the time associated with getting that money into your hands. And, and so much of this has to do with your bank there in the Netherlands, what it is that they offer. But if you are looking for quick and easy, you know, you're going to have to pay a fee and use a service like Wise. But at least then they could send that money over in minutes uh, if they use uh, a debit or a credit card. But let's talk about uh, what to do with that money once you've gotten it. And, you know, of course, you're going to want to prioritize earning a decent rate of return. This is actually kind of hard to come by these days, uh, but going with an online bank instead of uh, kind of one of the bigger brick and mortar banks there to you locally will likely ensure uh, that you're going to maybe make more than just zero in interest. That's at least definitely true here in the States. But here's the thing. If you don't necessarily need that money for the baby in the next few years, then you want to invest that money, not save it. And there's a big difference there between just saving that money and investing it and putting it to work. Totally. And yeah, when we're talking about a baby here, you know, the the earliest they might need any of the money that is being given to them or given to you guys, you know, after after the birth is 
16 years from now, at least in these states, right? That's that's when you can drive. That's when a kid maybe wants to buy a car. But we're talking about the Netherlands here, so they don't need that. Exactly. <laughs> buy your first bike. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Bikes are much more affordable, so you can yeah. push that 16 off at least until 18 or 19, yeah. right? And so, so yeah, it's really important to ask, what are these funds for? If, if you're not planning on your kid having access to these funds until they reach at least their teenage years, we really think that you should be investing on their behalf. You, you really aren't doing them any favors by keeping that money in a savings account, earning relatively little for the next 15 plus years. In the US, saving that money in your own tax advantaged account like a Roth IRA and then being willing to use that money for them in the future is a worthwhile way to go. You know, 529 plans are, are another great vehicle that can help folks to invest for future education expenses. That's uh, definitely something that people prioritize oftentimes when they get money at the birth uh, of, of their child is to open up a 529 account, start saving money for their higher education expenses, and even real estate investing. You, you could actually buy a property, Matt. I I've know someone who did this. What they did was they bought a quadplex, and over the years, they're paying it down um, and they're going to use that property to essentially fund their child's education. And so there's all sorts of ways that you can invest to get a return. But if you keep that money in savings for the next 15 years, you're going to preserve the capital, but you're not going to grow it at all. And so, yeah, we would say invest some of that money for your child so that they have way more (laughs) when they get to the age where they can actually use it. That's right. Yeah. So Marin, hopefully we were able to get you pointed in the right direction as to what you should be doing with that money. And that's something that regardless of where you live, uh, you can apply that uh, if you have a baby. All right, Joel, let's get to our next question. This one has to do with a very ambitious goal of paying down uh, a mortgage early. Hey guys, this is Tyler coming to you from Portland, Oregon. First, I just want to say thank you so much for your podcast. I've been listening pretty regularly for the last couple of years and uh, the changes that it's helped motivate me to make in my wife and I's financial life have been uh, just phenomenal. Uh, Spending with more intention has changed our entire financial outlook to where we're in such a better position now than we ever would have been before. So thank you for that. What I'm contacting you today about is a new kind of strategy that I recently heard about for paying off your mortgage in a shorter period of time. Uh, The concept of getting a home equity line of credit, using that as your basically checking account and paying down your mortgage and taking advantage of the different interest calculation that you get with a home equity line of credit versus uh, the amortization schedule and front-loading interest on a standard 30-year mortgage. Seeing as how I really respect your opinions and, um, and everything you guys do with your finances, I wanted to get your opinion on the strategy, how risky it is, and whether or not it, it really does function the way that, uh, that it's said to. Anyways, I hope to hear from you. Thanks. Tyler, good to hear from you. And you know, Matt, I will say, you know what I loved? I love what Tyler said there about you know, intentionality and spending intentionally, how that's changed his relationship with money. And I feel like that's like, that's been the case for me. That's been the case for you. There, there's at some point in our lives, hopefully, <laughs> we get to the point where, where we start to assess our spending differently than we used to. And uh, I think spending ad nauseum, not only does it cause us financial problems, but it's like a psychological issue too. <laughs> and, and I think when we spend with more intentionality, we're happier people um, and we've got more money in the bank too. 
Right. Well, and we're spending money on the things that truly matter to us, right? I mean, we're sitting here drinking this really tasty beer, and <laughs> you and I have kind of eyed each other a couple times as we're recording this episode because we're going to have a lot of positive things to say about <laughs> this beer. It is so good. But to know that, you know, we're spending money on this fancy beer, right? But it's just bringing us so much freaking joy. And to know that that's money well spent as opposed to spending it somewhere else where you, we wouldn't personally see that kind of return on our money, right? And so it can make a big difference. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're spending more or less, but you're just kind of focusing those dollars on the things that actually bring you happiness. But yeah, Tyler, we're really glad to hear that. And let's go ahead and get into this. This you know strategy that you're mentioning is an interesting one. I'm guessing that you saw it on YouTube because that seems to be uh, the place where a lot of folks are pitching this idea. It's oftentimes called velocity banking or infinite banking. And the promise is that you can pay off your mortgage early in as little as five to seven years. But then, of course, you have that HELOC to pay off as well. Uh, and you know, while it's technically correct that this can save you some money that otherwise would have gone to the banks because of how the interest is calculated, there are some issues with this strategy, with this approach. And it's not something that we would recommend to hardly anyone out there. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about kind of the problems that velocity banking or <laughs> this attempt to open up a HELOC and put your whole paycheck towards paying down that HELOC and then pay all your bills out of that HELOC. Well, the problem is twofold, really. First, you've got to be completely dedicated to this method and you've got to be really buttoned up on the details because if you don't follow this method to a T, or let's say you lost your job for some reason, that could really mess up your finances. Uh, you could find yourself in more difficult financial circumstances if you didn't use this strategy in the exact way that it's recommended. Uh, velocity banking is kind of like the debt avalanche, I would say, on steroids where you're only looking at interest rates and you're paying down debt like a robot. And, you know, that, that can be the best method for some people, but but it's not necessarily. And secondly, you, you have to have no emotions. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you really do have to just like pay it down like a machine. Uh, and you also have to have the discipline and you have to stick to it like you are a machine. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And two, no room for error. <laughs> the, the strategy also assumes that paying off your mortgage is a huge financial goal. Right. But really for most people, Matt, especially nowadays, paying off a mortgage is way down the list of financial priorities for most folks. Like there aren't many listeners that would reach out and be like, should we pay off our mortgage early? And we would be like, yes, you definitely should. I mean, there are certainly some cases where, where that would be the case, but in all likelihood for Tyler and for most of our listeners out there, this isn't a good approach because you're prioritizing the wrong things. You're getting things out of order. Yeah. We've, we've relegated the paid off mortgage to money gear number seven, which should be way down the list of the different money priorities in your life. We feel that most folks shouldn't pay more than the required monthly mortgage payment especially with interest rates as low as they, they currently are. And so instead, Tyler, we want you to focus on ramping up uh, your investing game. Uh, you didn't kind of mention that at all, but you know, if you are investing, that's great. But we want you to just kind of ratchet that up as, as much as you can. So in this case, we feel that velocity banking, you know, in our opinion, is trying to solve a problem that doesn't necessarily exist. It's just an overly complicated way to, to just save a few bucks. And that's actually kind of like a, almost like a third problem that we have with it is that you're not saving all that much much money. It's a lot of hassle. It's a lot of jumping through hoops for saving a few bucks on a single payment. Uh, and the idea is that over months of and years of doing this, yeah, you're going to end up saving more money. But again, there's not a lot of return on your investment for the amount of work that it involves. I would rather you take that mental energy and effort and pour it into something else where you're going to see a significant return on your time as well as your money. So yeah, while velocity or infinite banking isn't technically 
incorrect or wrong for what 99% of people out there we would not recommend it yeah I love what you said too Matt you said that it's, it's trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist it makes me think of like late night infomercials which I, I haven't seen one in a while I'll be honest like I don't watch traditional TV anymore like surprised you didn't have one of those on while, while you picked up your phone <laughs> from a stranger <laughs> <Right>. freak <laughs> who a, does that that is an old man thing to do like what am I doing over here but I don't know like there's there's so many products that you'll see pitched during late night television and you're like what problem is this actually solving right but it's it's to the people who are just hungry for entertainment that's why they're tuning in and they're like yeah that product it's gonna do it for me like i, sh- I should get that four easy payments of 1995 i'm in and similar to that late night infomercial product you probably get it and it sits on your shelf and it wastes away and i think that's similar to what velocity banking is doing it's just not actually solving the problem that it's claiming to solve because that problem isn't a problem that exists in the first place but all right matt we got a couple more listener submissions to get to including uh, a question about robo advisors and then we actually have a a tip from a listener that we're going to get to. We'll get to both of those right after this. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances so if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Joel, so we were just recounting our trip to Scotland. This is the trip that we took this time last year, actually, with some of our friends over the weekend. And one of the highlights from Edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making (laughs) making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. 
Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we are back from the break, and let's hear that question about robo-advisors. Hey, Joel and Matt. My name is Jen. I'm from Reno, Nevada. I have a question about investing. I currently invest some money with Elevest, which is a robo-advisor, and I've been pretty happy with the returns. Um, but I also recently met with a registered investment advisor, and I wonder what you guys think about the trade-off there. The investment advisor has higher fees but more personalized service, and I just wonder where you guys come down on that balance. Thanks so much. I love the podcast. Jen, thanks for your question. And and before we get into specifically talking about robo-advisors, like I, I will say we, we feel like a lot of folks can handle investing for retirement on their own without even the need of a robo-advisor. You know, we talk about, it's basically like this sliding scale of DIY, robo-advisor somewhere in the middle, and then hiring a, a full-on, your own financial advisor on the far end of the spectrum. And we, we think a lot of people can succeed just going the DIY route, right? Just low-cost index funds, target date funds, like we talked about earlier in the episode might be all that you need to know. And then you can bank the savings from not having to pay a fixed fee or a percentage every month. And that's what a lot of our listeners should be considering before they go with the robo-advisors. But at the same time, we don't hate on robo-advisors. There are some really good ones out there that provide a lot of benefits to their users. And uh, we just don't want it to be the default move. But Jen Elevest is, in particular, is solid. And it specifically caters to women, which is cool. We feel like Elevest is one of the cooler robo-advisors out there. And it sounds like it's been good for you, at least over your investing lifetime so far. Right. So let's get to your question, Jen. You know, should you ditch your robo advisor, Elevest, in favor of uh, like a one on one relationship with an investment advisor? And honestly, much of that depends on what it is that you're getting with Elevest. You can ask yourself, you know, do you like the interface and the investing options available? That's definitely something to consider. You mentioned uh, that you like your returns so far, but something else that's important to keep in mind I think a lot of folks have liked their returns over the past year, regardless of how it is that you've been investing uh, since the stock market has been on fire for the past year. I I will say, yeah, I think you're right, Matt. I think some people, they're like, my returns have been great, but 
everybody's returns have been great. Yeah. If you've been regardless invested normally in the markets. So. Yeah, even if you're paying like a one or two percent, you know, expense ratio or fee, like which which would be insane. You know, we wouldn't recommend that. But like, you know what? When you're earning like forty percent on the market, like thirty eight st- still seems pretty good, right? Yeah. But that's not what we'd recommend. And so the question of staying or going, it should center around whether, uh, Jen, your current needs are being met, or if an advisor would be, you know, of more substantial help for you. Yeah. And so if you do want to go with a financial advisor, it's really important to know how that financial advisor is compensated. That's one of the crucial things you need to find out before you ditch Elevest and you move on with a financial advisor uh, that of your own choosing. In particular, a CFP designation, along with that advisor being a fee-only fiduciary, it goes a long way. And so, yeah, we would suggest asking how they're compensated, asking if they're fee-only, and asking if they're a fiduciary. You'll even want them to sign something stating that they will act as a fiduciary with your money. You want to pay your advisor directly for his or her time and expertise. And that's a much better arrangement than paying a percentage of your assets or paying commissions to that person. You'll also want to ask specific questions about whether that advisor uses funds with low-cost companies. Luckily, you mentioned that you met with a registered investment advisor, or some people call it ARIA for short, and uh, they legally have a fiduciary duty to their clients. So you know that what they're picking, the funds they're putting you in, how they're investing your money is in your best interest. That's what fiduciary means. It just means like, hey, I am legally bound to do what's in your best interest, not um, a blend of what's best for you and what's best for me. Yeah. And so in our opinion, the the top reason to consider hiring your own financial advisor is because of the behavioral help that they can provide. They can give you the coaching that you need uh, to continue investing and to help you to not sell at an inopportune time when the market is having a rough month or or a rough year. So for instance, look back uh, to like March of last year. Did you continue to invest like you had planned on doing? Great. Did you buy more? That's great as well. But did you sell <laughs> as the market was tanking? Uh, then this would be an instance where I'm sure it would have been great to have had a coach there alongside you. And so if that's important to you, considering an advisor relationship might be helpful. But if you feel like you just need someone to sign off on what you're doing uh, or kind of give you a tip or two, you probably don't need one or maybe you just need you know limited access to an, an advisor like that. And Elevest will actually let you purchase a small amount of time with one of its CFPs. Uh, you can get two retirement checkup sessions for less than 300 bucks uh, with just the basic plan with Elevest. So um, in that case, yeah, maybe just stick with them for now. Try that out. And if you feel like you need more help down the road, you can always opt for that one-on-one relationship at that point. That That is one of the things I love about some of the robo-advisors is I, I think it is daunting to be like, how do I find the right advisor? How do I pick the right person who's going to help me? And the fees can be daunting too, right? And you're like, do I need to pay it every single year? And that's the business model for a financial advisor is, is, you know, you continue to get their advice and you continue to pay them. But the cool thing about some of the robo advisors is you kind of pick and choose when you want to talk to somebody and you can get a few of your questions answered or you can have some of your fears calmed in just, uh, you know, a couple of short meetings. So that might be the best of both worlds really for Jen here. And also to Jen, if you do decide that you want to go with a financial planner that offers more robust services than what Elevest is offering you, uh, if you're looking to get more than just that checkup, then XY Planning Network is probably one of our favorite spots to find an advisor. We'll we'll link to that in the show notes. NAPFA is another great place. Just by going through one of those websites, you're going to find a fee-only fiduciary planner. Like you, You don't even have to sort through that. Like Those networks 
only refer fee-only fiduciary planners. So you can feel confident when you're finding a financial advisor through one of those websites. And interview to a couple of different advisors and see what they offer. You you might be impressed with, with what they have to offer. They might be offering services that you didn't even know that you needed. So yeah, interview three or four potential advisors. Set up a quick 30-minute call. That'll help you make an informed decision. And the benefit there to reaching out to a couple of those different networks is that you're kind of re- you're you're stepping outside of the fence of Elevest, and they seem great. But it's also good to get a, a a second opinion outside of the platform that you've been investing with. So, Jen, best of luck to you. All right, let's go ahead and switch things up now. We actually have not a question, uh, but a tip or a recommendation from a listener that pertains to our cars. Let's hear it. Hey guys, this is Chris from Macon, Georgia. I recently heard on one of your podcasts how you struggled with headlights that were fogging. The critical part that often is missed, which results in the headlights degrading after going through the process, is we fail to protect the headlights after. In the cleaning process, you're sending off the protective layer of the headlights, and we need to restore this layer after completing the polishing phase. You can restore that layer either through applying a wax or special sealant to the headlight. Most people already have a wax for the car and can get by with reapplying the wax every three to four months on the headlights. Have a good one. Chris, thank you for the tip. And Matt, I will say I did actually get around to uh, to defogging my headlights. Like when you looked at them, they were kind of yellow and and gross. And like you Looks know, like your van had like cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kind of a little foggy in the eyes there, bud. That's to be expected from a little 06 Honda Odyssey. You know, still putt button around. But uh, yeah, so what I did actually, I looked up some YouTube videos and I found out that that one of the easiest ways to go about clearing your your headlights was to put some gritty toothpaste on them yeah use an old toothbrush i just use my wife's toothbrush she'll (laughs) she'll find out about that later don't tell her (laughs) uh but and then you like literally just you kind of you know use your elbow grease and you go go hard and you rub it into the light um in in a swirling motion and so i did that man Uh, we'll post some pictures on instagram of the before and after it made a huge difference and i feel like you know it just looking at it from the outside like makes me love my car more and then two it makes the the lights shine better on the road so it was super simple took five minutes and i recommend it to to anybody but i had not done what chris said here and i haven't done anything to kind of make sure it doesn't happen again quickly to seal it yeah Yeah. so we appreciate that tip chris this is a way to make sure that the work that joel has done will last and (laughs) joel's not in vain yeah seriously and i'm super impressed that you didn't use like one of the drills with like the spinny scrubby things or (laughs) even like a rag where you're like really able to lay into it the fact that you literally just used your toothbrush and kind of like you know just kind of wiped it <laughs> with a toothbrush that's what i saw somebody I'm, do on youtube i was like all right done i can super, do that it's, it's super impressive that it actually got that clear by just using that but uh dude this actually makes me wonder like have you ever waxed your car like at all no never it, dude well like i haven't since like high school <laughs> i've never had a nice enough car to feel like i should wax it well here's the thing like you know i recently used some turtle wax uh, to buff out a scuff on, on our honda which totally worked by the way it kind of got that scrape out but it also made that section super smooth and slick and it made me realize that waxing your car it's not just to make it look extra fancy uh, but you know you're also protecting the paint and the finish i think maybe for a lot of folks this is probably a no-brainer like duh man but it puts the idea of waxing my car in a new light this it's not something i would have at all been interested in before because i'm like i've got a you know it's kind of old van i'm not interested in maintaining this thing like i don't want it to look super nice that's not what i'm trying to do but if i were to do that you know it's going to stay cleaner longer and it's going to maintain that that paint keep it in good shape i think just in general maintenance is highly underrated we're always kind of looking to the next greatest thing to get to replace whatever it is that we have instead of taking care of the things that we 
we have. Yeah, so we, we buy disposable stuff, toss yes. it, get the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. So Chris, neither one of us knew about that wax tip. Uh, so make sure, yeah, get that wax on those headlights to protect it. We really appreciate that tip. All right. Nice to have a tip on the show too, because yeah. we don't know everything. We need our listeners to inform us of stuff too. Especially about cars. You know? <laughs> we, we had the car chick on recently. She let us know what's up. It's good to hear from Chris as well. No doubt. Let's get back to the beer that we had on the show. This one was Love Birds 4. Uh, delicious raspberry beer from Birds Fly South. What was your take on this blended sour aged in oak barrels? Dude, anytime we have a sour that's aged in oak, I'm going to basically swoon. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, it was fruity, uh, really acidic. It had a little bit of funk going on. But dude, it had so many of those woody barrel notes, and I can't get enough of that flavor. Again, it was just really high uh, in acidity. Really love this kind of beer. It's totally in my wheelhouse. I cannot speak highly of it enough. Uh, but yeah, what were your thoughts? So I, I think... Uh, sours that are aged in oak barrels are almost always better than sours that are made quickly and they call them kettle sour beers and this beer is like man this, this is one of the top 10 beers i think we've ever had on the show oh really i, th- I think this is that delicious it's um it's a real winner from bird Sly south it makes me want to try even more of their stuff i think i've only had a couple of their beers and you know they're not too far away so maybe i've been up to their tasting room before say i'm jealous yeah take there, me next time up there in greenville let's do it dude it's okay. not that far away all right we'll make it happen and yeah if anybody out there likes sour beers uh, like fruited sour beers love birds four total winner make sure you pick it up that's right. Well, Joel, that's going to be it for this episode. Listeners, you can find show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com, and we'll make sure to link to any resources, uh, any of the different websites that we may have mentioned during this episode. Yeah. And if you have a question to submit for a future Ask How to Money episode, we'd love to hear it. Just record your question on the Voice Memo app on your phone. Send it to us at howtomoneypod at gmail.com. Super simple. And we hope to take it on an upcoming episode. But Matt, until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.
When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.